<clears throat> we need to put the clock back. That's right. <clears throat> I'd like to, uh, to read a passage of Scripture before I enter into some thoughts with you this morning. It's Matthew 28. If you have your Bible this morning, you're welcome to turn with that and to read with me. <clears throat> I'm going to just be touching on that passage because it is the resurrection passage. Matthew 28, verses 1 to 10. Matthew 28, verse 1. After the Sabbath at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at, uh, at the tomb. And there was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. And the angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know that you're looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He is risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples, And suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. A few years ago, there was a a Coke Zero commercial that I I love to watch. Uh, It had the key phrase, little word, but it was interesting. It was the word and. Real Coke and zero calories. One of the commercials is entitled Last Request. It's about a guy who's going to be executed by a firing squad and is given one last request. He asks for something to drink and they bring him a Coke Zero and then he says, and? Well, then they bring him a three-foot sub sandwich and? a Thanksgiving dinner, and a pool party, and an opera singer, and a horse, and they let him go free. The key thought is that it's not just a Coke. It's something more. It's a Coke and zero calories. It conveys a mindset that the basics are just not enough. That there should be more. And often that we are entitled to more. That something received is not enough unless it's accomplished or accompanied with extras. And this is where I began to think about this Sunday. I've been in ministry for 23 years, 
Do you know how hard it is to come up with a fresh resurrection message 23 years in a row? And it doesn't matter if I move to church to church, by the way. I'm always looking for something fresh. Why? I need something fresh. I need to be reminded that Jesus is, is something more. And that's what I want to convey to you this morning. If you're here today and you're saying to yourself, it's the day we celebrate the resurrection. And? It's almost as if the resurrection isn't enough. That there must be something more. Church, perhaps we just don't really understand what took place that day and how Jesus actually gave us something more. He gave us the resurrection and, and a whole lot of other things with it. It was the first day of the week, the day of the Sabbath, after the Sabbath, early in the morning when the ladies made their way to the tomb to finish the job of cleaning and preparing the body of Jesus with spices, And I can only imagine the hopeless feeling that must have come over them. Is this it? Is this the end of the story? Is there something more? I'm I'm sure that they must have been thinking there, there had to be something more. Jesus was murdered. And, see, it's what happens when something ends and you're left with unmet expectations or something ends and you feel inside that you've missed something. You're left thinking that there has to be something more to this. The ladies experienced something more when they went to the tomb that morning. They experienced a miracle, the tomb that covered the burial place of Jesus had been rolled away. The guards who watched over it were not there, and angels greeted them. I tell you what, now that's a good start to a Sunday morning. The ladies experienced something more when they found the tomb empty. They experienced grave concern over where the body of Jesus was at first, but ultimately... It led to great joy at his appearance. You see, he gave them something more than grief over his death. Psalm 30 and 5, a very familiar passage to a lot of us. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hallelujah. In John's Gospel, John 20 and 19, Jesus finally shows up to his disciples And he gives them something more, more than fear, more than anxiety over what will happen to them. He gives them, do you remember the first word that Jesus said to them when he showed up? Peace. He shows them his hands and his side and his feet and he gives them something more than grief at his death. He gives them joy as well. He shows them his hands and his side and he gives them hope. He shows them his hands and his side and his feet and he gives them evidence. He shows them his 
hands and his side and his feet and he gives them a witness. He gives them so much more than a dead man rising. He gives them something more than their own attempts at being who the Lord wants them to be. He breathes on them and gives them the Holy Spirit. He gives them personal transformations in their souls. He shows up a week later and he gives them something more. He gives something more in particular to Thomas, who was not at that first meeting. Thomas, whose dreams were shattered. Thomas, who would forever be known as the one who doubted. That's not a real accurate representation of him, by the way. In fact, Thomas is to be exalted, actually, above all the rest. He gives something more to Thomas with shattered dreams and a life of unbelief, a life of cynicism. Do you imagine if Jesus didn't rise from the dead where Thomas would be? He gives him evidence that demands a verdict, and Thomas responds above all the rest. Do you remember what he said? My Lord and my God. What a testimony. Blessed are you, Thomas, for you have seen, but blessed are you who have not seen and yet believed. Do you know you're blessed today, church? You're blessed. God has given you something more than the resurrection. He shows up at the beach with Peter and again with the other ten, and he gives them more than a vocation. He gives them a ministry. He gives them a life calling. He gives them purpose in this wicked and fallen world. He gives them something more. 2,000 years later, is there something more going on today than a commemoration of a dead man rising, church? Or is that all there is? Many of you here today are thinking and hoping that there must be something more. There must be something more to this life, or perhaps you're thinking there has to be something more to this Christianity stuff than what I'm understanding and experiencing. You're thinking there must be more to gathering together with other believers on a Sunday morning than just to sing songs and, and to hear sermons. And you would be right. Let me offer you a few suggestions this morning of why the resurrection is the resurrection and so much more. The resurrection gives me something more than a fleeting hope that I will overcome sin in my life. It gives me the assurance that I will. Anybody enjoy that point? I will overcome sin in my life. It gives me the assurance that I will overcome. Why? Because of the resurrection. Even on those hard days when overcoming seems elusive, the resurrection tells me you are an overcomer through Jesus and His resurrection. 
The resurrection gives me a second and third and fourth opportunity to be delivered from sin and to serve the Lord. Imagine if the resurrection had never happened from Peter's perspective. The last thing that he said to Jesus and about Jesus was a lie and a denial. And he would have to live with that for the rest of his life. He would never have the chance to, to receive forgiveness. He would never have been restored to serve the king. The resurrection gives me something more than regrets. It gives me opportunities to be forgiven and to be restored to my Lord. And all God's people said, please. The resurrection gives me something more than a consuming grief over a loved one who has died. It gives me hope that I will see them again in Christ because of the resurrection, death is not a goodbye, but I'll see you, a la- see you later. I was talking to Deb about this last night when I was watching the very biblical show, The Ten Commandments by Cecil B. DeMille last night. Deb hates when I watch those shows. That's not true. Well, that's not true either. That's not the Bible. That's not what... Dan, shut up and watch the show. And I got to bed last night and I said, I can't wait to see Moses. And I can't wait to see David. And I can't wait to see Peter and Paul and all those wonderful disciples. I can't wait to see my dad, my grandparents. And I can't wait to see Jesus. Isn't it going to be an amazing day? Hallelujah. That's what the resurrection does. It's the resurrection and something more that God gives to us. The resurrection gives me something more than a vocation, a job to fill my time on the earth. He gives me an opportunity to minister before the Lord and with the Lord and whatever He calls me to do whether that's to be a student right now or a a teacher or a farmer or a housewife or a mother or a salesman or an officer of the law, a counselor, a painter, a custodian, a nurse. It doesn't matter what you are. It doesn't matter what you're currently doing. The resurrection has turned that job into a ministry because the resurrection... It is no longer a job, but it's an opportunity to see the risen Lord make a difference in someone's life. I'm so proud of my daughters, especially my youngest. She's a school teacher. I'm so glad I didn't have her in school. She is the meanest person I've ever met. (laughs) But I tell you what, she has the deepest love for kids I've ever seen. And she goes after those kids that people have given up hope on. And you know what? My daughter's not a teacher. She's a minister. Does that make sense? She's a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ in a secular school system because she loves kids with the heart of Jesus. And she's not willing to give up on any of those children in the name of him and all God's people said. So I don't know what you're doing and I don't know where you're working and I don't know how hard it is to stay there. 
But today, you need to know Jesus has risen from the dead and so much more. So much more. The resurrection gives me something more than a religion. It gives me a relationship with my Creator, my Father, His Son Jesus and this Holy Spirit who dwells within me. It gives me an opportunity to come to this place and worship with reverence and awe the God who loved me and saved me. And it gives me an opportunity to do that with you. My brothers and sisters in Christ, the family of God that he so wonderfully placed me in. It gives me the opportunity to testify to his goodness before his people and before those who do not know him. It gives me the, the opportunity to, to do more than ritual. The resurrection gives me divine engagement. Resurrection takes my dead life and infuses it with true life. Oh, God help the churches today where the people show up to do a ritual and never meet Jesus and have a relationship with him. That's not the resurrection. It's not life. But that is what Jesus gave to us, the resurrection and so much more. Does anyone want something more today? Jesus rose from the dead, but he offers us so much more than an event on a calendar to celebrate. He offers us the resurrection and something more. And all God's people said, please, hallelujah. Would you pray with me as we close? Father, we love you. Thank you so for your goodness to us, for the resurrection of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Oh, he is risen, and he is risen indeed. And that resurrection was not just an event, Lord. It was something that brought so much more to our life. It brought life and life abundantly. And so, Father, as we think about this resurrection, maybe there is one here today who doesn't know your son Jesus as his Lord and Savior or hers. They perhaps are thinking, I'm going to go to a church and go through another ritual to appease someone that I came with today and for the first time in their life, they have felt the tug of the Holy Spirit on their heart. And they realized that following Jesus is more than a religion, it's a relationship with him. That I'm here to celebrate the resurrection, but for the first time in my life, I realized, oh my goodness, there's so much more. There's so much more that Jesus did when he rose from the dead. How much he changes my life and wants to change my life. And for that one person or two or three that may be here today, maybe you're thinking, I don't know what to do with this now. Can I just offer you this very simple prayer? It, it's not the prayer that is anything magical. It, it's the heart. It's, 
just helping you find the words. And it's a simple prayer that just says, Father, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I have broken your moral laws. I know that in my relationship with you, I'm broken and I can't fix this. It doesn't matter how many times I go to church. It doesn't matter how good of a person I am. I, I never could be. It doesn't matter how much I give to the poor. It doesn't matter. There's nothing that I can do to make this right. And so I'm coming to you, Father, this morning, realizing I'm lost and I'm broken, and I'm just crying out for you to help. And I've realized that you have. You've given me your son, Jesus. He came into this world and lived a perfect life, a sinless life. And instead of bragging about that, instead of living his life and going his own way, he sacrificed that life for me. He paid the debt that I owed. He paid the penalty that I would have had to pay as a sinner before a holy, just God. He took that because he loved me. And so, Father, I just simply embrace that gift today. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. I receive this day the resurrected life and so much more. And for that, Father, I thank you for forgiveness of sins, for eternal life, for purpose, all of those things, Father, and so much more. I give you thanks in Jesus' name. And Father, for those of us who have known Jesus, but God, we confess, maybe today we came in thinking, is there something more to this? Is there something more to this Christianity than, than what I think it is? God, would you rush at us and fill us with your spirit and tell us, yes, Indeed, there is so much more. All you need to do is come and ask, and I will reveal it. I'll show it. I'll give it. I'm a, I'm a God who loves, and I'm a God who gives. And for that, Father, I thank you. Bless us, Father, as your people, I pray. Bless us, I pray, as we remember the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, and so much more. We ask this in his name. And all God's people said, please, amen. Thank you so much.